our research, and I think research that's really irrefutable at this point, suggests that the health of people who live in our communities is determined 10% by genetics, 30% by what we do in the clinical realm, and 60% by social determinants. I am so excited to officially launch our Better Wellness program. And again, with this challenge coming up later this morning. But to help kick off the day, I am thrilled to welcome President and CEO of RWJ Barnabas Health, Barry Ostrowski. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. And congratulations on all that you have done and will continue to do to benefit our communities. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I think you know part of our role here is doing this together, and so we're really thrilled to have RWJB around the table. And so, you know, just to kick things off, I'm curious broadly, how do you view innovation, and why is it important to RWJB? Well, it is clearly important to us, and frankly, it should be important to everyone who's concerned about all of those who live in our communities. We have a very simple mission at RWJ Barnabas, and that is to improve the lives of those who live in our communities. In order to do that, we have to develop great clinical programs and great social programs. And what has lagged over the years is a certain lack of innovation or creativity on how we introduce the people who live in our communities to the need for great clinical care and great social programs. What we've seen throughout society is incredible innovation in how we communicate and how we're able to deliver on promises that have been made in other areas. I fear that healthcare, and in particular, healthcare's advocacy for people to adopt the best possible lifestyle choices in order to best keep them healthy, has really been something we haven't done nearly as effectively as we would like. When it comes to someone who is sick or has a condition that needs treatment, I think we do a very good job for the most part. But when we talk about wellness and we talk about folks who need to be making decisions to protect themselves. We haven't been as effective as I'd like, and I'm looking to innovation and the creativity of new entrepreneurs in this area to help us do precisely that. So I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm curious, you know, one, in general, how do you see entrepreneurs potentially playing a role? And then specifically in the last 18 months or so, has the pandemic changed or accelerated some thinking for you as we've seen obviously telehealth take off and you know dramatic adoption and need but are there other areas where you think that there's a real opportunity now i think there are and, and one of the things that i think has handicapped us over the years is we've relied somewhat exclusively on healthcare professionals myself included to the extent i'd consider myself one to come up with creativity and to otherwise positively disrupt the manner in which we have treated people or encouraged them uh, to have better lives. We need creative young entrepreneurs who aren't necessarily burdened by the historic conventional healthcare approach. We need new perspective. We need younger people who are more adept at latest technology. And so I am very, very happy that we are attracting those folks to use their talents and creativity in healthcare and in wellness. So that perspective is important. Throughout the pandemic, candidly, uh, my charge to our management teams uh, was get out of the way. Uh, management sometimes attempts to control clinical response to certain situations. And frankly, we tend to be more of an obstacle in some cases than we are a supporter. In the case of a pandemic, it's the clinical people 
who come up with the ideas. It's the clinical people who address the needs, which we had, of course, severe needs. And so I asked management to encourage the clinical folks to try whatever was necessary under any circumstances, and we worked out the details later. And so what we did see is a number of cases where clinicians came up with new ideas, new approaches, all designed to help patients, but there were also limitations. If only we could get uh, certain pieces of equipment to satisfy more than one patient at a time. Were there ways for us to communicate more effectively with families? A series of interventions that new technology and frankly, creative technology would have helped us address and we didn't have it yet. So the pandemic, uh, while it was a challenge for everyone, the pandemic pointed to needs within healthcare and wellness for new thinking by people who, as I say, aren't necessarily burdened by old education or the conventional ways that we did things. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, as you heard me say in the opener, we wanna see us lean into areas of regional strength. And perhaps you can just remind people that you know, as a, as a startup entrepreneur myself for much of my career, I can appreciate how challenging it could be to get inside the doors of a large corporation that can help you scale. And one of the things I'm so excited about with this partnership is that you know we have pretty senior access for RWJB to take a look at some of this innovation to potentially help it scale. And so perhaps you can remind those who aren't as intimately familiar with RWJB just the what is that scale? You know, what's the size of this institution, and what's the real opportunity here for those that that might actually get their innovation to market? Well, thank you. We are the largest academic-based healthcare system in New Jersey, with 15 different facilities of significance. Over 40,000 people are employed and work in our system. And we have basically every clinical uh, program that healthcare is able to provide to our communities. We also have uh, the most diverse social programs that address the social determinants for those who live in our communities, particularly our vulnerable communities. We have 5 million people that live in our service area and we treat millions literally of people a year. So when it comes to our job, our role, our mission, we cover a significant portion of the population of New Jersey through venues that are as complex as academic medical centers and neighborhood clinics. We have programs in every specialty and we're particularly aligned with treating disparities that we find in our vulnerable communities. So for us, until we are disrupted from the conventional way of doing things, we tend to do things conventionally. And that has not been particularly successful. And so I wish that we could be as forthcoming and embracing of new ideas as I'd like to think we are. Uh, we could probably come up with an inventory of process that ought to be changed to ensure a better outcome. And we need people like you, of course, you are beyond that uh, level of entrepreneurial development, but you are mentoring others who will, in fact, I hope, accept our invitation to come to us and say, I do have a better idea when it comes to this particular process, or maybe you haven't considered this kind of technology integrated with what you do. We don't have that ability without the genius, frankly, and the creative insight of others whose special expertise is relevant to us, they may not know it, we might not know it, 
but if we have an effective dialogue, they will be able to help us and the people in our communities. I'm thrilled to hear you say that because that is exactly the goal of our Better Wellness Challenge. And while I, I appreciate the compliment, I am definitely not beyond that level of entrepreneur. That's the thing that gets me most excited. So I am, I am just as eager to see what comes out of this as you and everyone else. And I, I might even have some ideas of my own, but I, you know, I won't apply. Um, but I'm, I'm curious. I, the problem solving gets me the most excited. But you brought up a point that it, that's really important uh, around the inequity in certain communities. And I, I'm, I'm curious, how do you address, you know, how do you, how do you see RWJ be addressing some of these issues that come up? And do you have any ideas of how technology might play a role? And to be clear, we're not here to suggest, here are the, the technological solutions. Someone should build an app to do X, Y, Z, but we want to inspire uh, thinking around the problem set. So I'm curious, how, how do you deal with some of the inequities that you see in healthcare? In healthcare? Well, I think it may be worth starting with the context. So uh, our research, and I think research that's really irrefutable at this point, suggests that the health of people who live in our communities is determined 10% by genetics, 30% by what we do in the clinical realm, and 60% by social determinants. So if you live in substandard housing, if you're chronically unemployed, if you don't have food or the right food to eat, it frankly doesn't make much difference how great our clinicians are. You're going to be sick and you're not gonna live the life that you aspire to live or that we'd like you to live. Uh, and so we need to be able to connect with the people in our communities, not just to invite them to see us when they have a condition that's treatable in clinical uh, program, but to talk to us in a meaningful, candid way about the other challenges that are being faced so we can intervene to help build better housing or to do job training and find new jobs or to ensure people have sufficient access to good food and high nutrition. Now, all of that uh, suggests that for decades, people who suffered from those negative social determinants had poorer outcomes when they access clinical care, and every day they suffered more and more and more. And by the time we even get to see some of these folks, the outcome clinically will not nearly be as effective. To say nothing of the fact that people who live in, in vulnerable communities don't have access to these programs or the, this care. Moreover, frankly, many clinicians have been trained in a way to more or less not understand the inequities of providing clinical care to various populations based on race and ethnicity. So that context suggests that we need new ways to connect with our community, and some of that is technological. We need new ways to be able to advocate for better lifestyle choices. We need better ways to train our future clinicians so that they can appreciate cultural competencies that are necessary in order to effectively support our communities. These are things that probably are obvious to entrepreneurials and entrepreneurial uh, folks in other fields, uh, but they've never really been extended effectively to, to healthcare. We have not built housing that is technologically geared to delivering care in the home. And that will be the number one venue for healthcare going forward. So if we're able to outfit housing and shelter effectively so that you don't necessarily have to leave and you can have immediate access to clinical and social care, you will have a better life and we will have conducted ourselves more effectively 
and helping our communities. Those are the kinds of things that, frankly, I don't even, I couldn't even begin to outline the specifics, but the need is obvious to me and to us. And so if we can entice entrepreneurs who are creative, entrepreneurs who are driven not simply by financial success, but by success at a societal level to help populations, I think we will immediately incorporate some ideas that have yet to be thought of at the moment, you know, for now, and make people healthier and give them better lifestyles. That's that's certainly the goal, and I'd love to see that happen and scale right here in New Jersey with partners like you. And, and lastly, before we go, I just want to highlight the partnership that you have with Rutgers, and you know why you what that partnership represents and how it helps shape the next generation of leaders in healthcare. Well, thank you. We were very excited about this. Uh, you know, we believe in order to be effective both in clinical and social care, you have to have an academic base. Not every, not every facility or venue has to be a teaching facility or venue, but the care or the social program rendered through it has to be informed by academics and research, and we have to be involved in the training of the future generations of clinicians. I didn't want a contract to do that, I wanted a partnership. And so Rutgers and we have formed this partnership that enables us to rely on the great, uh, the great research of an internationally renowned university like Rutgers. We're able to integrate it into our clinical care and our social programs. And so for us, to the person on the street, the care you will receive in our system, the social program that we've developed to implement in our communities, is all informed by in-depth research uh, conducted in the sphere of Rutgers University. And that will improve our ability to have a positive effect on the folks uh, who live in our communities. Uh, by the way, I have to tell you, just as we're talking about entrepreneurs who will come up with creative ideas, I have met the new generations that are going through the clinical programs and at the risk of insulting my friends who are my age, which is old, the younger generations that are now coming into healthcare are smarter, more in tune with that which has to be done for our communities. So for anyone who's concerned about the young clinician or the young physician, please forget it. These are incredibly talented, highly skilled, and wonderfully motivated individuals and we need to get them the technology. We need to get them the creative approach that will further expand their ability to have positive impact on, our, on their patients and our communities. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I will say, while it tends to be young CEOs, we want to focus on young companies. Sometimes that comes from older individuals. So we, you know, we want fresh and often young ideas and the company life cycle, but these, these competitions are open to all. But I, it's encouraging to hear that the next generation is, is ambitious and smart and pushing us in the right direction. And so we really appreciate everything that you're doing. We, if we're in person, we often do a lot of high-fiving. So now that we're virtual, we do virtual high-fiving. So on the count of three, give me a virtual high-five the camera. One, two, three, boom. Barry, I really appreciate everything that you and RWJ Barnabas Health is doing with its commitment to Tech United. I hope that the partnership that you see with Rutgers will start to unfold with us. This is the beginning of hopefully much more with the Tech United community, and we really appreciate it. I know it will, and thank you for your leadership. It's invaluable, and we much appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Let us know your favorite takeaways on social media at We Are Tech United. 
Stay tuned. More of Tech United on Tap next.